This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Joining us on the line right now, Kim Wright is a principal at Wright Strategies on the fortunes of Jugmeet Singh and the others. The polls from uh, Ipsos telling us that Jugmeet Singh is up five percentage points since last week. Conservatives down two and the liberals have dropped five. So uh, he's got the big mo behind him. Kim, how are you doing this afternoon? You know, it's not such a bad day. It's actually a beautiful day in downtown Toronto, and uh, it's a pretty good day if you're looking at those polling numbers for Jigmeet Singh. Well, he uh, is in Toronto. He's been in Toronto all day. He's spending an inordinate amount of time. About a third of his campaign time has been in the Toronto area. Why is that? Well, he's been spending a lot of time in Toronto. He's been spending a lot of time, frankly, across Canada. And uh, you you really, in the last few days of the campaign, uh, really want to solidify your base, but also where you think you can pick up seats and win back seats. Uh, so we looked at, uh, he's in places today like Toronto Danforth, which is the former home of Jack Layton. Uh, he was in Parkdale High Park, which uh, used to be... Uh, Peggy Nash. Peggy Nash. Uh, you know, we've seen him do some really interesting uh, places. He was in British Columbia. He was supposed to originally go yesterday to Manitoba, but actually decided that it was not the right thing to do uh, to go to Manitoba when they've had this uh, terrible storm, a uh, state of emergency. Unfortunately, Andrew Shear decided to go to uh, Manitoba and take resources away. But that's, uh, people make choices. Okay, that's what he was doing. He was in Manitoba taking resources away. Uh, <laughs> if you ask the people in that uh, in that front uh, front lobby yesterday, they were none too pleased that people were politicking while they were dealing with the fact that they had no heat and power, and their kids were hungry and they didn't have a place to stay. Well, if they give Andrew Shear power, they will have a place to stay. How's that? Well, except for <laughs> all of the cuts he put out the other oh, day. Oh, cuts, but. cuts, cuts. Oh, boy, that mantra is getting tired. Look, uh, when it comes to spending, I was just referencing Diane Francis. She's going to join us. She had a piece in the Financial Post. And a lot of people are surmising that, you know, uh, we could be in for choppy economic waters ahead. Uh, do we really spend ourselves into a deeper hole? Because that seems what Jugmeet Singh's electoral platform is all about. Uh, free dental, the free pharmacare, uh cutting uh, tuition, interest on tuition or whatever. I don't know if that's him or Elizabeth May, but it's all just going deeper and deeper and deeper into a spending hole. Can we afford all of this? So it really is about your priorities. And as listeners to the show have heard me say a number of times, show me your budget and I'll show you your priorities. For years, we have been told uh, that we'll get to universal daycare, we'll get to universal farm care, we'll get to uh, clean drinking water in indigenous communities. They just haven't been priorities. Uh, tax cuts uh, for very well-off corporations, the $12, uh, $12 million uh, that was given to Loblaws for their new freezers is a, is a classic example of uh, spending priorities gone amok. And that's really where Jagmeet has been uh, positioning himself as if their priorities, if they actually matter, if these things are a crisis, like housing, like not having clean drinking water in some of our communities, then you actually put your money where your mouth is. All right. Well, corporate tax cuts. I mean, uh, you know, when you've got precincts to the south of us cutting and how do we stay competitive in his world? Actually, what we've seen over and over, and Chambers of Commerce have commented on this as well, that the more you have a high standard of living and the more that their workers are being uh, well taken care of uh, overall in their communities, the more they're actually interested in investing and staying in the long term in in those communities. It isn't always about the bottom uh, line of the tax rate. It's actually about the entirety of the economic package. And who are the beneficiaries of this that you just described to me? 
Well, frankly, the beneficiaries are, are Canadians who won't have to uh, take out their credit card every time they need... Yeah, but you mentioned yeah. workers. Uh, where are they going to be working? Because all the jobs are leaving to the United States they or else? They don't have to. And as I said, many <laughs> chambers of commerce have actually said that the better work, uh, the better environments you can have in our communities, the more willing they are to stay and invest there. So all things being equal, uh, lower tax rates aren't what makes jobs stay. It's actually what the communities look like. And where is foreign direct investment as far as that's concerned? Is it going up all or down? Of, all of that comes into play. And it's not... It well, yeah, but it's already left because the taxation is too onerous to begin with. And he wants to take us taking, deeper into the hole. But, John, as I said, you're not, at this point, taking care of uh, your workforce. You're having uh, students that are trying to go to school but are further and further in debt. Uh, you're finding that people can't afford to live in, in urban centers nearly uh, the way they used to be, and they can't uh, afford that broader quality of life. I don't think it has to be that way, and neither does Jigmeet Singh. Well, you got to attract capital. Capital is like water, flows to its point of least resistance, and if there's too much resistance, and onerous taxation and other burdens, rules, regulations, but, red but tape, it's boom. Other, but it's the other burdens, and I've been doing government relations for 15 years, and I can tell you that every developer, every business I talk to, really what they're looking for is honesty, transparency, good quality of life for their workers, and governments that don't put uh, unnecessary roadblocks in the way. And unnecessary roadblocks are the things that uh, drag uh, out uh, decision-making unnecessarily. That isn't about the taxation rate. That's just about needing to streamline a bit of, uh, of the regulatory framework to make it make sense in the current context. Right. Uh A famous entrepreneur in this country once said to me, you know, in the U.S. of A., they roll out the red carpet. In Canada, they roll out the red tape. Uh, Take that under advisement. Let me ask you, Kim Wright again is with us, principal at Wright Strategies, just uh, taking a bird's-eye gander at uh, where we stand six days away from the election. Uh, Her man, Jagmeet Singh, is up five percentage points since last week, or certainly the party is. Uh, They'd receive 20 percent of the popular vote if the vote were held today. Conservatives down slightly to 32%. The Liberals have dropped 5 to 30. The Green at 8. Then, of course, uh, it has to do with, uh, I guess the voter turnout is one case. Then you've got uh, demographics. Younger people tend not to vote. Those over 35 do. They tend to favor conservatives. I mean, there are different breakdowns, and you're splitting hairs here. What's interesting, though, in Quebec, uh, similar to, I guess, with Jugmeet, uh sensing there's momentum on his side in Quebec, it's the bloc. They're at 30% now, which would be nationally 7% of the national vote, but 30%. They're peeling away NDP votes, I guess, from all parties, really, but It raises the specter of uh, being, I guess, uh, governments that are cobbled together with various interests and parties. Do you think that strategic voting enters the minds? Because uh, Jagmeet Singh says, for example, you're not going to support a conservative minority. Is that a tactical expression that he's saying there? Or what is that based on principle? Kim, how do you see it? I think in large part it's principle in that Andrew Scheer uh, several years back said some pretty harsh things about the LGBT community and same-sex marriage. He has never uh, shied away from that statement. He has never retracted that statement. Well, I was in a time and space, it was 2005, I guess, when a lot of people voted, including liberals still there in the House of Commons. But, John, the reality is that those liberals aren't running for leadership of our country, and Andrew Scheer has Mm. never taken those comments back, and they're incredibly 
hurtful when you're trying to create a more inclusive society. But what's actually fascinating when you break down the polling data uh, regionally across uh, across all the different provinces and, and, and territories is not only is Jigmeet immensely personally popular in, in the preferred prime minister, but he's actually taking away votes from not only liberals, which you would expect, but from conservatives as well. It's actually uh, throwing uh, people in the war rooms of both parties a bit for a loop. Uh, they were waiting for his obituary at the beginning of this campaign. Uh, and I said at the time, and I re- I say campaigns are an opportunity under the spotlight to rise or fall. Jagmeet Singh has risen extraordinarily because people see an authenticity that they don't see in the other party leaders. Is it possible as well uh, that the progressive vote is uh, deciding that rather than being the default uh, position going to the liberals, they've got an alternative now, and that's what it is, and maybe they're voting strategically? People see what they want to see in their leaders. They will see if if the, if the New Democrats and the way they did under in 2011 under Jack Layton, where they saw this as an alternative. They saw somebody who was speaking to their values, and they saw somebody who would actually represent them in in, in Parliament. And that's a, a powerful narrative to vote for something. We saw campus votes, uh, advanced balloting, uh, or, or late last week, uh, double to what they normally are. We saw lots of advanced ballot uh, cast over this coming weekend. Whether that balances out more or less, what it signals to me is that people were ready to change. They were ready to cast those ballots and uh, they were ready to get them get them in. Uh, they knew what they were doing. Well, as you point out, there's been a high volume of voter turnout during the first two days of advanced polling, up 25% over the same period in 2015. But uh, despite that turnout, according to Daryl Bricker with Ipsos in an exclusive poll for Global News, nearly four in ten voters don't feel locked into their choice. So it's still very volatile. Absolutely. And we'll see, you know, the the old adage is a week is a lifetime in politics and no bigger uh, moment of that is the last week of a campaign. You'll get to see candidates at their best, at their worst. They will be running on adrenaline and energy. Uh, they will be uh, showcasing where they're uh, where they think their strengths are. And it's it's an opportunity to really see, as I said, them at their best and at their potentially at their worst. All right. Well, he's spent an inordinate amount of time, Jagmeet Singh has, in Toronto. Uh, Do you feel confident that uh, Parkdale Hyde Park, Toronto Danforth could revert to the NDP from the Liberals? Yeah, and I'm actually pretty excited about what's happening in in other ridings. You know, you have the, uh, you know, up up in uh, Humber River, Black Creek, which is uh, Maria Ajumeri versus Judy Scrow. Uh, York Southwestern, uh, really where that's uh, that's picking up. I know that Andrea Horvath is campaigning with Jagmeet in uh, uh, Welland and Niagara region over the course of the weekend, uh, and then down into that London-Windsor uh, corridor. So I think you're going to see a lot of that, uh, not dissimilar to what you saw from the Prime Minister on the weekend, really those battleground ridings along the uh, 401-905 corridor. And then you'll also see Jagmeet uh, later, uh, later this week in Montreal. Montreal, uh, doing a big rally there as well on Thursday night. So lots of battlegrounds, lots of uh, lots of travel left for the weary reporters covering this. But it's also been interesting. He's the, Jagmeet has not only been getting Canadians who have been uh, supporting him, but he's had some pretty interesting celebrity endorsements. Everyone from Rihanna to uh, Uncle Tetsu of Cheesecake fame uh, came out today. <laughs> and uh, so it, it's, if nothing else, it's fun pop culture reference okay. points uh, to have. Uh-huh. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, 
Uncle Who of cheesecake? Fame. Uncle Tetsu. Have you not had Uncle Tetsu? Uh, oh, no, we'll that's... go to Harbor 60, oh. then we'll go to Uncle Tetsu's later. Okay. I, I think I've had that. Uh, it's like tiramisu, only it's uh, baked in the oven. Exactly. Uh, okay. Thank you for that. Kim Wright, there you go. Uh, I've solidified my cultural cred. Kim Wright, principal at Wright Strategies. Uh, we'll see you anon. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.